0: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe.
1: What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I have not been here in a while, and this is my welcome back episode here. And I'm here with the one and only Chris with 50 Plus Fitness Center out of Florida. Chris, what is going on today? Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. How are you feeling?
2: Good morning, everybody. I'm doing fine. Um, thank you for having me. It was a nice phone call that I received. Yeah. Um, you're interested in my business. Um, I am a small business. Uh, it caters to seniors. Uh, it is a circuit training program that I designed 17 years ago with the whole intent of helping seniors regain their strength. And that has been the biggest challenge I think of all instructors, but when you're dealing with an older population, um, they don't get to see the body changes, the muscles, the abs, like, wow, this is so cool. Um, So they don't really understand the importance of muscle strength anymore. They kind of feel it leaves the body. They shrink, the cells shrink and they're gone forever. So my biggest challenge, or anybody getting into the senior fitness business is keeping them educated and motivated about how important strength training is. And we're talking about strength training. I'm not talking about two pound dumbbells. I mean, I get a lot of that. They have their own communities, which is another story in itself that I didn't, I guess, didn't plan for. That was my wall, that when I moved into Delray Beach, it's typically a senior population along next door to Boynton Beach. Um, We're known for our senior population. And I thought, wow, when I left the big gym, As a personal trainer, I was doing athletes and kickboxing and all that kind of stuff. And I said, oh, I'm going to lean towards seniors because I'm watching them in the big gym, kind of wandering around and just going for the treadmill. bicycle. They do a little zumba if they can. Um, But yeah, their muscular atrophy continued. So I said, it's got to be a better way. So then laying at night in bed, wake, thinking, thinking how to do a program that works. I came up with this circuit which six of the stations are Cybex equipment that covers the, all the body parts. Um, and then the other, it's 14 stations total, cover some functional lifestyle. So it's either learning how to get in and out of a chair, learning to use a chair to stretch. Um, we have wall stretches that add flexibility to the shoulders, which tend to be a big part of seniors' Lack of flexibility, the ability to reach up on things, it hurts. So flexibility. I do basketball. I have a basketball mat. Wow. And yeah, it is. Everybody looks at it, and, and the joke was, well, what's with the basketball? I said, well, it's a lot cheaper than Cybex equipment. So that's our <laughs> yeah, joke. But, but the bottom oh. line of the basketball was when they got there, one, it was fun. So now they're shooting hoops. You know, it's got the cage, the whole bit. And I get them to shoot left hand and right hand underhand overhand so the real focus there is getting them to move different ways different patterns
3: left hand
2: yeah as we know you know different parts of your brain work different parts of your body so getting them into that and start using their body parts so a lot of the other stations are fun and it, it keeps people laughing and having a good time i play music that suits them not necessarily thirties music, but they're into the fifties, the sixties, even some dance music It is very cool. And I guess the most rewarding part is when I see the results and I see them getting better and I see them coming in and saying, you know, I feel so much better. I'm moving better. Some people have tripped and not hit the ground and thanked me and said, Chris, if it wasn't for your foot drills that we do, that's another station I would have fell. Um, and my wow. friends all break things. Um, I don't know if many people understand, I'm going to throw too much stats, but it's something like one in, one in 10 people over the age of 85 that trip and break a hip will die. So that gets kind of sad when you think about a trip and a fall can actually kill you. Um, so that's the real fear that seniors have. So when lacking the strength and the mobility that we practice on, they're shuffling around. So gotcha.
1: yeah, yeah, totally. That's a, Chris. I appreciate the description. appreciate the understanding. I love it. I'm sure the viewers appreciate getting a little more of an understanding before we dive into it here. So we'll dive straight ahead first here and start with the bare bones basics, you know. Um, And so, Chris, how many members or clients, um, however you regard,
2: are you serving currently? I am roughly hovering around 50, which is not enough to make a profit. And then that's the problem. I mean, that, the pandemic is really what did me and it cut me down at least half the membership base. Um, gotcha. And, I, and I'm trying everything I can to try to get people to come back. The fear of getting sick and contaminated and I should be isolated, you know, um, did me in. So I am solely trying to build that, so. Gotcha.
1: And, and, and so, you know, you're probably one of the, the few others that we've had on here uh, in regards to discussing um, you know, older gen, um, population, right? Because the general population of older folks, right? In that older demographic. Um, and this is a question I always like to ask. Have you considered, you know, going the route of, of general population? Maybe not so much just excluding yourself to only the older demographic, um, just to kind of recover to then eventually get back to serving the demographic you'd like to, or is that not, not an avenue you're looking to go down as well?
2: Well, you know, I, I've before the pandemic, during the pandemic especially, I picked up young clients because a lot of people were working out of the house. Yeah. So now they had all this time on their hands, but a lot of, as you know, a lot of fitness centers were closed. It was mandated. We couldn't open. Um I was able to because it's a small little training studio in a commerce building. So I got away from that. I was oh, able to, yeah. You know, and I spaced everybody. So then I got somewhat busy on privates, that people were coming in and wanting to work private. So that, that really helped me. But then what hurt me was when the market went back open, employees were saying, you need to come back to work now. So now all of a sudden, that, that ease of picking hours and getting out of the house to go to the gym and then go back left. So now I yeah. lost those people. So I'm back in with seniors. Now, I am a self-owner. And there are small training studios, personal trainers that do training studios. Um, sometimes the option I could do, I guess, is rent out time that I'm not there. That's, that is an option that I've been thinking about. Very true. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if I really want to go there. Um, I myself, if you're looking at me, you know I'm not 30 anymore. So I am a senior in my senior gym. The nice part about it is, I'm um, almost the youngest one in the gym. I like that. Okay. I like being the kid on the block. Okay. Even though I'm sixty. Yeah. So yes. And, and, and it's an inspiration for me to see like my oldest before the pandemic was 103. He was amazing. Wow. Yeah. I got people in their nineties, their eighties. Um, all I can say, if you, if you truly want to do something spectacular, the senior market is extremely rewarding. It is yep. just it's just very difficult to make it work. And that's very true. That's very know, true. Like in New York or some areas where you were, it, it, you know, Florida is known for communities. You know, we yeah. build a senior yeah. community. We have a clubhouse they pay for. We have a gym. We have classes. We do all that. So a lot of the seniors are not going to go outside of that to pay a fee for membership when they're saying, look, I'm paying X amount of money maintenance every, every month. And that includes the gym. And I'm going to go there. And then interviewing and talking to them, they're not using the equipment. They're just using classes in the treadmill or the bicycle. So they're still not understanding the importance of strength training. Now, I've gone to these communities and spoke to like card game rooms, you know, things like that. They have these once a month meetings. And everybody loves the fact like, oh, my God, we need someone like you. But the motivation just falls off after that. I get people coming up out brochures, I'm going to do this, da 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 and all of a sudden I turn around and, you know, two weeks later, nobody's walking into the gym. Um, they just can't get in gear. So that's yeah. the biggest challenge for anybody thinking about getting into fitness, you know, senior fitness. Yeah. But again, if you're not in areas that have communities, you know, like like adult, 55 plus adult communities, I think you have a real shot at doing much better than I am as far as membership goes because you're not you're not fighting that um, totally. And, you know, so and Chris, can I ask you a thoughts.
1: question here? If you don't mind, because yeah.
2: I don't, I, don't yeah. want, I just it to pass my mind. No. So,
1: what do you think? Right, and this it might be a little bit of a deeper question. If you might not, if you don't know the answer. Totally okay. Here, it's not an obligation by any means. But what do you think is the distinction between your current members who want to be there, who are the same age as the other ones, correct, um, mm-hmm. and the ones who aren't as motivated or committed or want to participate. What do you think is that, that, that major, that major difference? Is it the people themselves? Um, Is it the approach you take? What do you think is that difference that, that, that creates that fall off?
2: It's real easy. It's called lazy. It's that simple. Okay. It's in anything we do. I mean, what's the difference between someone succeeding and someone not and something pushing past at any age. It's all about what inspires you, how you wanna do it. What people have to understand, and I've been doing this a long time, seniors are getting old and they're getting tired, okay? And they want things to be as simple as possible. They don't even do their own housework. I mean, I promote functional, we call functional. They laugh at me, I ask them to wash their own cars. How about doing, uh, cleaning your house? Little things like that. You do any of that. And they look at me and say, we've done that my whole life. I don't want anything. Do that. You know, if we're okay, we're going to hire people. And, and they don't realize every time, less. the less you do, the less you become. And that is the biggest difficulty. Now, the people that are with me are a different mindset. Some of them came to me at a necessity. Doctors said, listen, you got to go. This is terrible. They've fallen. They, they see it. Um, so they're pushed into that because they have to. Okay, they have to. Others realize it. You know something? I'm playing tennis. My game is off. I'm not catching the ball. I'm not doing this. Um, I need to do something different. So they do. And then, of course, once I have members, they have friends that are all that same age. And they realize how difficult my job is recruiting people. They have friends that are in walkers and they're saying, listen, if you go to this gym, I'm telling you, you're going to give this walker up. And yet, even talking to friends with them doing it, it still mm-hmm. can't draw them in, so I don't have an answer. The only thing I'd like to plug is I now presently working with an insurance agent. is uh, insurance company called United. I Health. was just
1: going to ask that question. I was just going to ask that question if you're working with. It I now. had
2: one before. I had a local Good. doctor's office that I knew, and he yeah. sent his people to me, and they paid for their membership. Even with that going on, with the amount of patients he had, I still only got a fraction of people coming. Again, it's lazy. I don't want. I'm too much. Yeah. I don't think so. But this United Healthcare has helped me stay in the game because they are paying okay. for a patient for their for their members to go to my gym. And Chris, here's another question for you. So
1: now, if you know that that, that distinction comes to laziness, right, and, and lack of motivation and lack of inspiration, right? Because I think motivation can only last so long. It's kind of discipline that kind of carries you over. But let me ask you this here um where do you think that demographic those clients that you do want where do you think they're hiding Like, where do you think they are you know or what even even a better question for the clients you do have how have you found them what's been your best method of finding new clients
2: can you hold on one second i got my sure thing.
1: yeah no problem chris no worries
0: Okay, I'm back.
1: JJ? Hello? Hello? I'm here. Sorry. Sorry. My apologies. Okay.
2: Can you repeat that question again? Thank you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So what's been the best practice, the best method of finding new clients for you, right? What's worked best? Because I asked you where they've been hiding. Obviously, if you do that answer, I'm pretty sure you have all of them, right? Uh, but for the clients you do have that do fit that mold, how have you found them and what's been the best method to finding those people?
2: Well, um, like I said before, when I can, and because again, the pandemic kept me out, I used to go visit during meet, like uh, women's club meeting, men's club meeting, card yeah. meeting. I used to show up and guest speak and then answer questions and you know, give them gift certificates to the gym. yeah, yeah, yeah. that hasn't been terrible. Print ads, and I hate knocking them, just kind of didn't go anywhere i I'd print ad, and, and I think what happens with print ads, everybody who's looking at it, it's another ad. And, and they're thinking, I'm just promoting my business. Is it really that special? I mean, I should be promoting it because it's me. So what I was very fortunate up over the 17 years, I probably had, I don't know, maybe 17, 18 articles from news, local newspapers that came in okay. and interviewed my gym, my members. And when that came out, it just added um, credence to what I do. As soon yeah, as those articles yeah, 100%. people read them, they were like, "Oh, you know, this gym must be special because it made the newspaper." That that really made the biggest difference. But again, you know, unless you have a relative on the on the newspaper, you know, you're lucky to get a couple of articles. <laughs> <written. So laughs> I definitely had to. more than my share, and that's what helped me way in the beginning. Um, now I'm trying to reach them, reach out to them again and say, listen, why don't you come revisit me because we've gone through the pandemic. People have survived. Look at the damage that isolation has done. Now they're on the rebound. Why don't you come interview and help the people who have not gone back to exercise. And who need that confidence push, yeah. The benefits. So that's a tool, but that's a tough one to reach.
1: Yeah, I mean, now have you ever went down the digital route, the digital advertising, because I mean, and this is just off top of mind. I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, totally. But I, at least from my experience prior, I mean, the few folks who have been on here with, with with the same kind of um, demographic as you, uh, Facebook has been one of their best friends. Because I mean, I can attest to this. My mother, my grandmother, you know, my grandfather—they're they're on Facebook 24 seven. You know, I mean, uh, and <laughs> so I, I don't know. How, I mean, again, if it's an avenue you haven't touched, obviously, I mean, a lot of people don't know how to, and you're a professional fitness coach, right? Fitness professional. You're not a professional marketer, so you're not supposed to have to, but has that ever been an avenue or a consideration for you?
2: Yes. I mean, I have some friends who, who posted some things for me, you know, uh, benefits and what they did. They did some video and put that on. Um, I am on Google. Um, okay. So yeah. Anybody, you know, types in senior exercise in Delray Beach, Point Pointin Beach, I pop up in the first I think that's how we found you, actually. Yeah, I'm not mistaken. <laughs> so you know, yeah, that that is definitely better than print ad. I think print ad over time is just gonna disappear because inevitably, I, 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 for sure. It, they keep it. They toss it away. They don't remember. Um, I, I don't. I don't know. I, I just wish, um, as the generations move on, I think senior exercise will be easier. I think people like my age Agreed. now have been exercising since their fifties, let's say. So as I move into the 80s and 70s, gym is going to be very comfortable for me. I think the market, I'm ahead of myself right now. Very uh, much so, yeah. I'm dealing with, you know, they're in their 80s, they're in their 70s. A lot of them have never stepped foot in a gym before their community gym. Yeah. Most of them, unless they were athletes, never lifted a weight. So <laughs> the weight is the key, and, and okay. that's the thing to, to sell, is they have to strengthen their muscles. Um, yeah,
1: and um, I, I think, go ahead, sorry. That's right. Yeah, I was going to mention here, and, and I think this is probably one of the toughest parts that I, I, I've never been in, in the shoes of someone who is a senior. You know, I don't even have children at this point. I'm, I'm a, little, a little behind there. But, you know, I, I think the fact that what I've understand and completely seen in this industry is with fitness, you're selling the belief in them that they don't have. So for the years of the non-belief of never going to them, they probably never believe that they could even make any progression. And that's, that's the honest truth. So, I'm pretty sure, realistically, if 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 you could even get a few folks through the door, but give them that belief in themselves that they really don't have, which I can see the passion you talk with here, I, I feel it. And I'm sure they do as well, because people buy with off emotion, right? They don't buy analytically. It's off emotion how they feel. And I think you make people feel very comfortable and, and make them believe that they can do so. I think if I'm looking at it here on a service level, if you get more people through that door, I think that'll be the resolution for you on how you can get to that point. And, you know, we talked about prior, you know, you said that you're, you're not there full time just yet, but if you had that, I mean, I think that'd be the biggest difference for you. And I'm just talking off, off the top of my mind. Do you, I mean, do you agree with that? Or what, what do you think about, what do you think? I mean, well,
2: you know, if you talk to any business owner in any profession, the deal is getting them in the door. Getting them yeah. in the door is 80%, 90%. Once you get them in 90%. the door, it's up to the person that's on the other side of that door is to sell them, to keep them. Um, And that's what I do. Now, the other thing that I do because of the population is my, I don't have contracts. So everything people do, that's good.
1: That's unique. That's unique. You
2: know, they pay for the month and that's it. There is no, there is no other commitment on their part. Um, The fact that I sold the concept of my business on guaranteed supervision I am nationally certified. I have three national certifications for 25 years. I am always, always, uh, it's a 12, maybe 1200 square feet and it's done in a rectangle so I can see every station all the time. So people that are with me 10, 15 years, they don't need my my right next to them service. But the new people coming in, they have no idea. Like, how do I close this machine? How do I open it? Um, I keep track in a logbook of weights that they lift. So now what I'm doing is between the book, the attention that I'm giving them, what I'm selling when I get them in through the door is that truly is personal training, which most seniors cannot afford. They can't afford the $60 to $90 per session price tag. So now I'm saying for your, for a monthly fee, I you can come in three days a week. I used to be 5 but you're always going to have a personal trainer caring for you. And I truly do that. Plus, we play great music. I keep them upbeat. I keep them laughing. Some of them create a social. So now all of a sudden they make friends. So now they're going out with some of these people. Now they have something more in common. They're both feeling better. They're both moving versus having a friend who's in a walker. And every time I have to go out, they have to help them in the car, (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's very true that gets tiring for some it does it does mentally and physically stop so all that fits into place when you talked about coming into the door that's it once i get them in the door they see other members my members are happy thank god they're laughing they're having a good time they talk up big time plus when people actually come on board and they see one they know it's only a one month commitment so they're not tied into me yeah, uh, and seeing just the service and the caring that I provide for them sells them because yeah. you know, seniors have issues shoulder issue, back, knee everything and yeah. when I address that and each time they come in I'm aware of that and say okay how's that feeling today? Let's make some changes let's do this so they truly feel like they have someone caring for them and, and, and that's the selling point especially for seniors that they have, they have to feel special you know, and they have to feel yeah. cared okay for it because they're definitely afraid of, get, excuse me, of getting hurt. So yeah, that, and it is understandable. I mean, I think at that point,
1: I think anybody uh, should be, you know, at, at least cautious, maybe not scared, but cautious. You know, scared is a little bit of extensive to, to live in fear, right? But I think realistically, nobody wants to get hurt. That, that age, it's hard to bounce back from. Now, but I do want to ask you this question, if it's okay. Um, you know, I'm kind of curious to see how you do it because you've been in the business a while now, and I don't know if there's a the best practice for you, but how do you go about tracking your clients, right? Whether it's a lifetime value, right? Churn rate, you know, how long they've been with you, you know, um, when they're ready to cancel, is there a, a specific method that you use to make sure that you know where they are in their fitness journey?
2: Good question. Are you in business for yourself too? You go, get these questions going. <laughs> it, that's very important, but I've got, uh, as you know, and, and, um, don't let everybody laugh at me because I am electronically challenged, as you know. I had my son hook this up because I couldn't have done it on my own. So when I first opened, I got really lucky on a gym program. It's called Gym Assist, and they've grown. All these. I've had them since I opened. So that's 17 years. Little wow. The little upgrades you know, that I can do, they were really good helping me along. But what's really cool about a program, no matter what you do, every day my member comes in, I check them into the computer. So I know how many visits they've given me for the week, for the month. I have I can track every member for 17 years. So I can oh. give, I have members that have been with me, let's say, they walked in my gym 1200 times. Okay, And when they look at that, they flipped out. Are you kidding me? I said, "No, no. Here's the computer. here's your Here's your profile. That's impressive. That's actually unique. I like that. And then what I do on a personal level, weekly, because again, it, it's very. It's very important to keep track of these people. Every week, if I don't see them, I run a report at the end of the week. And if I haven't seen someone that I'm used to seeing and they didn't tell me they were on vacation where I'd make a note in their, in their program, I would call them. That's then important. Make a note in their profile. So I would call them and say, look, I haven't seen you in a week. You okay? Oh, I'm really sorry, but I had company come in. I should have told you. So <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, I know. It's Accountability. Like-
1: Accountability,
2: yeah. And they're looking at me, go, how'd you know? I said, Well, I, I have a computer and that's part of being part of a small group. Uh, you know, I'm that watching I watching watch watch. <laughs> can take care of it. Can watch. I, so love like, I love on that. I love vacation. I would put vacation. You don't realize how important that is to a senior. How was your vacation? No, that it, you, you went to go visit the kids for graduation up north. How'd it go? You know, were you able to get around? Wow. And they look at me and they're like you know, I'm like part of the family now. You know, that, that's really cool that you took an interest in all that. And and that's important because they're seniors, man, they're grandparents, my grandparents, somebody's grandparents, somebody's parents. Yes, and, yes. And doing those little extras mean a lot. And and if anybody's getting into my industry, they if you're not a people person, don't bother. Don't bother because you ain't making it. And and this is what I want to tell you because I even continue
1: this next question.
2: Cause I, I mean I'm kind of blown away. I'll
1: be honest here. I just want to comment you on how much you care. I think you don't realize, maybe you do realize, and, and maybe you're just that unique guy who, who, who's in it for the right reasons, right? I mean, when you can put aside financial gratification, but just show how much you care, because you care much more than the next person, I mean, that's irreplaceable. That's what brings those lifetime clients, those 17-year clients, is that that there, there's no replacing that. You, you, you can't fake that, right? That's just being genuine. Um, and I think that's really going to set you aside from a lot of other people. I, I genuinely do believe, Chris, with what you have, you have something special. I i, I genuinely do. I genuinely just think you need more people through your door and you just need more eyes on you. And I think at that point, I mean, who knows what your your, your max can be? Because I, I, I think that's, that's a beautiful thing to understand. And then I think that, I mean, again, I've been in the industry, I, I've been where, where, you know, you didn't know where your next client was coming in. And that's concerning, you know, but at the end of the day, The fact that, you know, it's just that one piece, I think it it should kind of ease you a little bit. So uh, just, again, compliments to the fact of of who you are as a person and how much you you care. Seriously, I I, I haven't seen that in in a long time. So thank you for that. Um, And and here's going to be a little bit of a longer-winded question, but a good question in itself. And we've been kind of discussing it throughout this whole entire podcast, which is the pillars of business that come with the fitness and gym industry. And that's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, right? Getting the eyes on you, getting people through the door. Then you have your client acquisition, which is your sales. So acquiring that lead from being interested to then being a client. And then you have your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, Chris, where do you feel like you could improve the most?
2: You know, I, I wish I could t- I wish I can say I, I have something in mind. I just, I've tried everything for a long time. It is wearing me down. Um, I had a gentleman who was business-oriented a while back who was interested in what I was doing, thought it was a great idea. Everybody, every newspaper person, anybody hears what I do is blown away and said it is such a fabulous concept to help and give back to a senior community. But no one, no one has come up with an answer to promote my business. They've all tried. My members have tried. They're so afraid that one day I will not be able to open the doors because I'm not increasing my membership. They try the hardest for their friends, their neighbors, dragging them in. Um, I've had members pay for their neighbors to come to the gym because that's how important it was. And I think the only way a senior fitness center like mine will ever survive, it will be with the help of insurance companies. And even then, like I told you, I had an insurance company that was sending their patients to me free of charge. And I still got a fraction of what their patients were. And they couldn't even understand it. And the doctors would say, you know, I'm sending them. I don't understand. You know, they're falling apart. I told them, stop worrying about taking pills all the time. You need to exercise. And we have a guy who's certified. who will do it all for you. We're paying for it. You need to go. And they you know, they come and then they stop. Oh, you know, I was going, it was hard. Um, I got busy, you know, so I, I don't know. I really, truly don't know. I'm hoping with this United Healthcare, you know, that they've helped me a great deal. So I'm hoping to move forward with them and still continue to build. They're happy with me. Um, I get calls because they send out flyers, I guess, you know, local, just to keep it local. Remember, none of my seniors are traveling more than eight or 10 miles. That's like going on a safari. All right. So they're, yeah. not they're not traveling. So it's, it's a, it's a tight circle of where they're coming yeah. from.
1: And here's what I will say, Chris, number, number one, before I continue again, I, I, I want to, I do want to thank you again, just for the honesty and transparency. I think um, a lot of people want to focus on the good on a podcast. And I, I've done this for quite a while now. And I, I think the fact that when you can put, put everything aside and still discuss, you know, that you're still room for improvement, that you know, there's things that you need to do and, you need to continue to grow, and the fact that you could admit that on air, I appreciate that. The viewers appreciate. It. I think it's an eye opener for everybody, as well. That you know there there is so much more to this process that it's not just the one, two, three. Just because you're a passionate personal trainer, that you can convert to a, a gym owner, and it's going to be one, two, three. There, there's a lot of moving parts that go with it. And I think I I I appreciate that. It's not it does not happen too often, but I appreciate it. Um, and I, again, the viewers do as well. So thank you for that, Chris. But, um. A few things I can mention on there. I, I'll, I'll, I do want to mention a few things to you um, post podcast We'll talk after. That's cool. I think there's something that, that you mentioned there with the United Health that I think I could throw out there, but we're getting a little short on time. So I don't want to, I want to finish these last two questions. They're my two favorite questions. I really do want to hear your answers here because with as much skin in the game as you have, I think you're going to have some great answers here. Um, and so this, this last two here, and then the first one's going to go, you know, um, what's the bigger picture? The overarching goal long term, you know, Um, and I I would say as optimistic as possible, right. And and as it's it's just the dream, what would that perfect business be like, you know, down the road for you? What would that look like for you,
2: Chris? You know, it's really cool. Um, this is going to be goofy. Okay. To change the life of every person, mostly seniors from me. So they start enjoying their lives and they don't look at life in their 70s or 80s as an end. I want them to continue to enjoy their life. I want them to enjoy their grandchildren. I want them to enjoy their great-grandchildren. I want to be part of that. I want someday for people to say, you know, 50 plus fitness, Chris, he started this whole momentum and nobody else was doing it. And now it caught on and it's spreading out and there's more and more people You don't see walkers anymore. You're not seeing canes anymore. People are getting more active and doing more because of what Chris started. And and that would be the biggest compliment. You know, money, uh, you know, it's it's, I'm almost at the end of my train. You know, I'm gonna, uh, you know, I'm 65. So how much more am I gonna go? I'd like to be Jack LaLanne. Now you're too young for Jack LaLanne. Other people on the pod (laughs) might remember. He started a program on television back in, I think, the 50s or 60s. And I watched him as a kid. He had a German shepherd that did tricks with him. He did a lot of plyometrics. He did stuff that was so beyond the years of training and what he did. So he is, that's why my email is Jack2 for him. I noticed that.
1: I noticed that. I was wondering. I thought I I had the wrong email. Because
2: he truly (laughs) inspired tons of people. So for me, as an instructor, you know, I'm never going to be the the richest personal trainer ever. I'm not going to be with billionaires and working with them and travel the planes when they go on vacation. That's not where I'm, that's not the road I'm on. The road I'm on is I really want to see seniors get better and enjoy themselves. I just, it breaks my heart when I see a couple holding each other up together like a lean to, because without each other, they're going to fall and, and yeah. see them go through the the difficulty of just getting in and out of that car. Kills me. Kills me. Yeah. So yeah. I'm hoping some way down the road, that will change. I love the passion there. I just love how much you care for them. And I think that's a great goal.
1: I think, it's, I think the fact that, you know, it, it's almost like a a picture, right? Yeah. A painting, right. And you have that, that finished piece in your mind. It's just about execution. Um, And, and so here, here's what I will ask you as well. Right. And I think this is probably my favorite question. It's, You know, if if you could go back in time to when you first started the gym, Chris, and give yourself that one piece of advice that you think you really needed to hear when you first started, what would that advice
2: be for you? Go with a different clientele. And that kills me. But that was my mistake. At the time I opened this 17 years ago, remember, there was no CrossFit. There was no orange theory. None of that. And same concept. And I was a former boxer and personal trainer, so I would have done, and I had both formats going, and I chose the seniors. Um, it was, I would have been more successful if I did a circuit training for, like you talked about before, a general population. You know, go in at six in the morning, do classes, you know, do some in the afternoon, come back at night, do this personal training circuit, which, which works for every, anybody, any age. Remember, even young people can't afford personal trainers all the time. So if I did like an orange theory, or you know CrossFit, that's what that's all about is group yeah. training, people pumped. So that I would have been more successful financially. As far as my inner worth, no, nothing is ever going to compare to what I felt and who I've helped all these years. Um, you know, I'm on the tracks. I'm not getting off anymore. I'm going to the end, and this is where yeah. I'm at. This is my destiny. This is where I'll be. And like I said, someday. There'll be a plaque next to me and say that yeah, Christmas and 50 plus boy, he started this whole thing with senior fans. And, you know, um, like I said, all the newspaper articles that were written, you know, I almost want to sound like um, I'm trying to Tom Cruise when he said, Show me the money. <laughs> I feel like, you know, yeah. so take a little of those articles off the wall, you know, with all the prosperity and, and the recognition and just turn it into some cash, please. Um, yeah. So I gotcha. You know my business. Anybody looking to get into it, hook up with insurance companies. Know where you're going, or look at your surrounding competition. If you're going to have community clubhouses with gyms in them, I am telling you, you're in for a ride. You're not going to win that. You're not going to win that. You you need to be in states where they don't have that. They don't have that. And then then you can put together this circuit that I have, or create your own circuit that you think is beneficial for that. And that's the way to go, but there if you're you go like I am in, in Retireville. It's, it's not going to, I don't see it flying anytime soon. I just don't.
1: Well, that's a good place to wrap things up in this episode, Chris. I appreciate the response there, but before we sign out, it'd be my pleasure. Please shout out your Instagram, your Facebook, your website, anything you may have, where can people find out more about you and the gym?
2: Thank you. It's 50 plus fitness Center. At gmail.com is my website. That's the best place to get me. If I can mention a phone number, 561-495-8101. I am in Delray Beach, which is near Boynton and Delray. So I'm kind of smack in the middle. I'm in uh, like an office studio, which makes rent a little bit easier than trying to be in a shopping plaza. Um, But that's how you can reach me. Um, I'm out and about. Phone number is one of the best. Because i always return a phone call and invite you to come see me. um, And I'll give you the tour and hopefully sell you into exercise.
1: There we go. I hope so. I'm going to try to come down and pay you a visit as well. I'll find out how far you are from me. Yeah, we'll we'll (laughs) chat it up. We'll chat it up. So, uh, look, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. Look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, gym Lords out.
0: Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money,
3: what's up everyone welcome back to another episode of the gym lords podcast i will be your host today my name is brooke joining me on the show are keith and riley from core for elite in charleston south carolina welcome to the show how are you guys
4: good hey Brooke. thanks for having us
3: i'm excited to finally have you guys here to talk about what you guys do over there but really before we dive in too fast here tell us what it was that really got you started in the industry of becoming a gym owner or gym owners, I guess, since you do this together.
5: Go ahead, Keith. I'll start. Um, so uh, so long story short, Raleigh and I actually met each other in college. He was a, a soccer player at Coastal Carolina. I was a baseball player. Um, so we had a little bit of the fitness background being athletes growing up. Um, I started my own business in Myrtle Beach doing personal training and uh, kind of got burned out on personal training, moved to Charleston, opened some Orange Theories, um after some orange series opened a couple other boutique studios here in charleston and uh and thought it was time to start my own business and um and open a uh a fitness concept that i truly believed in um riley and i actually connected back at orange theory um, and i'll let uh, him tell you a little bit of, about his journey but uh we connected back at orange theory and the pandemic hit and we uh actually you know got out of the boutique fitness industry and got back into personal training and our paths crossed again. And that's when, uh, that's when we said, Hey, you know, we, uh, we're ready to do this thing on our own. So, uh, so here we are.
3: Yeah. How did you come up with this concept? Cause it's kind of a unique concept. Like you guys were both personal training. So what made you decide to do this?
4: Uh, well, we had always worked at facilities where we didn't necessarily, uh, do the workout. And, you know, everyone would always ask us, you know, being in the fitness industry, say, you know, hey, what do you guys do in order to obtain the level of fitness or body composition or mental toughness? Um, I want to do that. Right. What are you doing? And, you know, we would always tell them, hey, you know, we're doing this. You know, we're we're lifting heavy things. We're sprinting. We're, you know, spending time doing actual interval uh, training rather than just, um, how HIT training is designed here today. So Keith and I started talking about it and we were saying, you know, hey, look, there's not a group model out there that really specializes in strength and conditioning that the masses can do. Orange Theory is great, you know, but you're gonna run, you're gonna row and you're just gonna lift maybe a little bit with some TRX training inside of there. Uh, CrossFit is, is also equally as great. However, you know, you're going to spend 15 to 20 minutes um, on just one portion of maybe a 10 minute workout. So Keith and I wanted to maximize, you know, both of those fitness methodologies. And we came up with core four. And, you know, we have our primary program, which is force where we pack, you know, 39 people into there, the coach is the flow master, they lead you through every single step of the way. And then we have three supporting programs to help round out you know people's training we have fusion which is 30 minutes of heated hit followed by 30 minutes of static stretching and then we have flow which is our vinyasa yoga and then we also have flex which is an all lifting class no conditioning Um, and we believe under one roof there's no better workout um you know that you can do in Charleston which specifically we are um and then definitely you know in the state and, you know we're trying to bring that same mentality uh to North Carolina, Florida, Georgia, everywhere around the area um just giving people the truth and fitness that you know gives them results.
3: I really like the concept because like I think OTF is great but there comes a certain time where like if you're really looking to build strength it, you're not going to reach that goal there. Um right. And so I think it's cool that you kind of combine like the CrossFit with that style of, of working out. Um, so how long have you guys been in business? When did you originate?
4: Well, we, we incorporated in April of 2021. Uh, we had a temporary pop-up space location from June, 2021 to about November, November. of last year. And then we've been in our standalone location, which is about 7,000 square feet um, since December of 2021, right? So we're rolling into about eight months um, at our current facility uh, right now um, with, you know, Core 4 Beta.
3: Great. So, you know, you have um, this, it sounds like it's all group training. Is that right? Do you guys have any private training or semi-privates or is it all group? It's all group. Sweet. I like group training because I think that for many, many people, they're motivated by that group atmosphere, having people next to them that they can kind of use to keep themselves motivated. I know for me, like that's the only fitness environment that I succeed in. I can't go work out on my own or with like a trainer. I just like literally am not motivated enough to do that. Um, So this is perfect for a lot of people Um, currently right now. Like you've been in the space for about eight months. Um, How many clients do you guys have right now?
5: Ooh, (laughs) we have 700. We just hit 700.
3: So you guys are doing really, really well. I mean, you've been in business, business business-ish for like a year and what, three months. And you've Mm -hmm. been in this space for eight months and you already have 700 clients. Right.
1: Mm -hmm. And
3: 7,000 square square feet. That's like the ideal number, right? Because we say like 100 clients per 1,000 square feet. So you guys have kind of hit that. Um, are you looking for more clients right now? Is that a possibility for you or are you kind of topped out?
4: We're, we're definitely always looking for one more client, right? Um, but uh, you know, as far as things going right now, I mean, we have a very small marketing budget. You know, everything that we're doing um, is mostly organic. We're only spending $500 a month right now as far as paid advertising goes. That number can you know, go all the way up to you know, 3,000 or 4,000 know, with our budget. Um, but Keith and I have spent the last 15 years inside of Charleston, you know, helping people, uh, staying after class, coming early, you know, coming in on our off days, making relationships with people and truly caring about, you know, their goals. And that's allowed us to, you know, have the, uh, the trust or the buy-in, you know, of our local community, you know, when we said that we are creating this concept, um, and, uh, you know, bringing it into fruition. Uh, but yeah, you know, our, our, we're, our phase where we are in the business right now is, you know, we're, um, we're hiring, we're systemizing, uh, we're scaling, and we're streamlining things to get everything in line to when it comes to this year, December, January, February. We can, you know, turn on that, uh, that machine and, you know, scale up to, you know, a thousand or so at this location and then move across town about uh, 10 miles, 15, 12, 15 miles and start to think about doing our second location.
3: Definitely. And you talked a little bit there about, you don't have a big marketing budget. A lot of the things that you've done have been pretty organic. What are some of those things that have worked really well for you guys to acquire new clients?
5: um honest honestly it's you know it, it's just been putting the word out there right like when rally and i when we first introduced the idea and we sat down and talked about it i mean we didn't we didn't have a gym right we didn't have a location we just had an idea um and you know we started pre-sales and um and and then the pre-sales we pre-sold you know 100 pre-sale memberships day one um and i've just honestly lost my train of thought <laughs> what was your question again
3: yeah it was just like what are some of the things that you guys have done to kind of spread word build word uh, of yeah. mouth? Like, are you guys doing events or do you do a referral program like obviously we can all in this industry we all rely pretty heavily on word of mouth because at the end of the day we have clients that love us and trust us and they're going to go talk about us right um, and so you know people generate word of mouth through a variety of different ways what do you guys do
5: and that, and that's, that's what we did. That's what we started with, with just word of mouth. You know, people, people hearing that we were starting a gym, you know, coming from Orange Theory, where, you know, one of our studios, we had 1600 members at one point here in Charleston. It was word of mouth. And and then from there, you know, once we tapped into all those people who believed in us, um, we, we went to Instagram and Riley and I started, you know, filming videos of just ourselves and our clients that we had on Instagram and, and putting those out there in our, in our temporary space, and then you know, and then we did start a referral program where we gave you know a month free or your first month half off, um, and then honestly from there it's been you know bringing on someone to do our social media full time, and uh, and she uh, her name's Lexi she's amazing she's been a huge help huge asset for us mm-hmm. um, she's just taken our Instagram and and essentially run with it and. You know, blasting out leads, um, getting leads from Facebook and Instagram, and uh, and then you know those people coming in, and then those people who have joined, bringing their friends and their friends bringing their friends, and it's it's uh, it's honestly just been you know really word of mouth and and you know spending a little bit of money on on bringing some some leads in on people who have maybe never heard of us. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so you know social media is wonderful.
3: Yeah, I agree. I think that we can always have word of mouth, but we should always as like fitness business owners supplement that with something else. And in today's day and age, the thing that works really well with social media, I mean, that's how I found you guys. So obviously it's working, right? Um, and I think that um, when we have you know, the social media page, it does allow us to reach people who, have, maybe they don't have a friend who already comes to our gym. So they don't even know that we exist. And a lot of times the people who don't know that we exist are the people that need us the most. Maybe they are battling some sort of mental health. Maybe they are looking to lose a little bit of weight or maybe they're looking to gain some muscle and they don't really know where to look to find the perfect thing. But then they stumble across one of your ads on Instagram, on Facebook, and they're like, wow, this sounds fun. Let me go try it. Um when you guys do run a paid ad what sort of what sort of offer or funnel do you use to actually get people interested
4: Yeah mul- multiple offers um you know some offers that have worked really well for us are you know trials in which we do $30 for 30 days um you know a half off of your first month um we do um you know first month free uh, those type of things, just you know, Keith and I, you free know, first class. Yeah, you know, free first class. You know, we we're just you know the sense of you know right now, how can we get as many people as we can to at least come and try us out, right? You know, the moment they come in here, you know, once they see the facility, right, the first thing that they say is they say, "Wow, this is this is an experience," right? And then they introduce, you know, they get introduced to the coach, and then from there, you know, if we can get them into the actual facility um you know we have a you know a really high conversion rate so our our goal right now is hey, hey how can we how can we just make contact with as many people as possible get them in here you know with that first month get them you know uh seeing the value very very quickly and then uh, you know bring them on as a uh, as a full-time member from there
3: absolutely so since you guys have you know classes how are you offering memberships right now like do you have just one set membership or is there just different levels that people can kind of sign up
5: for? So we have we have three different types of memberships. Um, our lowest we have, and everything is month to month reoccurring. There's no, you're not stuck in any contract, um, but we start with our eight pack. So it's eight classes um, a month. If you don't use them, you lose them. And then from there we bump up to the 12. You know, if you're, we want you coming here at least three to four days a week. So uh, we recommend at least the 12, right? Um, So that's 12 classes for the month. And then uh, we have our unlimited um, and our unlimited is, you know, you can come in here and take as many classes as you want to. We don't recommend taking more than one class a day, but we do have people that will take a force class and jump into a a flow class right after. Um, But yeah, we start with the eight and then we go to the 12 and then we go to the, uh, the unlimited. On top of those, we have you know, if you're, if you're somebody that likes to do jump around to, you know, different places, and is not a a class that class pass type person and just likes to buy packages. um, We have a five pack 10 pack and 20 pack and those are good for three months
3: as well. Do you guys guys offer at all like say I was somebody who came to your gym for like two or three months I absolutely loved it and I was like hey like I want to buy for the year like can they can people purchase like a year in full is that something that you offer
4: I mean, somebody could always purchase, you know, a year in full, but, you know, our revenue model is, you know, hey, we want to, you know, focus on, you know, hey, what's going to be that, you know, that reoccurring, you know, each month. And that's kind of, you know, our, our, our number one goal, you know, if somebody wanted to do that, you know, they definitely could, you know, we don't have anybody that, you know, currently, you know, does any pay in fulls.
3: Yeah, okay, cool. So I guess the next question that I have for you guys, we've talked about a lot of the really cool things, a lot of the good stuff, but obviously we both know, all three of us here, we know that this business isn't always unicorns and rainbows, right? There does come a fair share of challenges. What have some of those bottlenecks or challenges been for the both of you within the business side of things?
5: Where do, where do we start? <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, I, think it, I think it's been great, you know, because a lot of the members that we have had you know, initially in our first year, you know, are people that we've been close with over the last 15 years. And they've they're very understanding, you know, of, of our growth, you know, as as individuals and as business owners, you know, and as as a gym, um, you know, just I think Keith would probably agree. You know, our our biggest kind of hurdle has been, you know, getting um, just building a team. You know, we're both sports guys. So we just, you know, always use the analogy of, all right, cool. You know, we got a, uh, we got this position. They're a, uh, we need a three point shooter here. You know, they need to come in and they need to be able to, you know, do this and run this play for us. You know, who, who are we going to get? Um, and really the number one thing, you know, that is kind of, you know, given us the most friction is, you know, just, just hiring um, and then figuring, you know, figuring out what we need as far as, you know, space for occupational capacity and for maximizing, you know, each class and, and what each person needs. How, how, many, how many feet do they need? Do they need six foot? Do they need seven foot? Do they need three on this side, four on this side? Um, because this is a concept that, that really nobody's ever done. You know, we have, we have 13 manual treadmills. We have 13, uh, you know, concept two rowers. We have strips of turf. We have barbells. So it's like, how do we design, you know, this layout um, to give people the best, you know, fitness that, uh, that we know that we can give. And that, that there coupled with, um, you know, hiring and, and, and building the team has just kind of been the, the, the biggest sticking points, you know, for, uh, for Keith and I. But we have a great team now. Um, we, we have a full-time manager. We have one, two, we have two full-time coaches. Um, and then we have about five part-time coaches uh, who really do a bang up, you know, great job for us. You know, they, they give it their all, you know, they're hundred percent team players. Um, and they share the same vision, you know, that we have with, uh, you know, what we do here. So, I mean, it's been, it's been, that's been our biggest struggle, but, um, you know, Keith and I are just like guys that are like, Hey, we'll, uh, we'll continue to fail until, you know, we find the right way. And, you know, we don't get emotional when we mess up, you know, Cause we'll do it every day. And then, you know, we'll just figure out how do we get better? How do we do it? How do, you know, how do we fix it? Um, how do we get it right? And that's kind of been, you know, that's been our struggle there.
3: Definitely. And you kind of touched on one thing there that I think it's important to discuss is like the idea of hiring um, in this industry today. Like that's like probably one of the most common um, challenges that I hear like gym owners say that they have is like hiring the right staff um so like when you hire your staff what kind of things do you do to like really develop them and make them feel like they can succeed at your facility because I think that it's kind of twofold here right a lot of people hire people and then they say all right go swim on your own and then they're not really like developing them so what kind of things are you doing to develop your employees
5: right I'll touch on um, what what Riley was saying before but um you know the, I mean, <laughs> diving in, diving into finding the right the right team members and getting them on the right path. It's it's finding what they need, right? What do once we find those right team members, it's it's what do they need to succeed? Like we can we can train them to be the the best coaches uh, that that they can possibly be here. But you know, again, they might not be comfortable doing it our way. We want them to feel comfortable, and it's it's finding what exactly. They need as a coach or as a teacher to to be most successful um, as as a team player here. I think I think
4: things why Keith and I you know would always get so frustrated with other outfits that we work for is that you know in the gym industry so much time and and money goes into the acquisition and development of the membership base, but there's virtually no. Uh, money or um, time that goes into the development of the coach and you know one thing that Keith and I are really really big on is you know all right well how can we create a path for these people that have come on with us you know as coaches part-time but mostly the full-timers you know who do this you know for a living how can we create a path for them you know so they can you know become a executive coach or a general manager or a area manager or a, you know, partner in the business and, you know, help them, you know, with the skills that they may need, whether it be sales or whether it be, you know, on the actual coaching floor. Those are the things that, you know, Keith and I, you know, keeps us up at night and, you know, we're like, well, hey, what about, you know, what about this guy? You know, where, where can we, what can we help him with? What do they need? You know, what do they like to do when they're not here? All right. You know, here, here's how we can support them, you know, in A, B and C way. And uh, that's how we try to look at things a little bit different because we felt neglected in the past where jobs have just said, hey, look, you know, we got 15 classes for you to coach. And, uh, you know, you can just coach them until, you know, uh, we find somebody else to coach them. And, uh, you know, just make sure to tell us thanks. You know, and, and we know that, you know, we know that our coaches, you know, they need to be developed and they need new challenges. And, uh, you know, as soon as they, you know, start to get a little bit comfortable, uh, you know, we try to get, get them a little bit more uncomfortable and help them evolve, you know, as humans. And uh, we find that, you know, if we can, if we can do that, that only allows our community to evolve, you know, a, as a gym and, uh, you know, as a, uh, as a business. So it, it starts, it really starts with the, with the coaches and uh, what we do for the coaches spreads out to the clients. And, uh, that's something that Keith and I, you know, agreed on, you know, day one, writing this whole thing down on a napkin. That's what we wanted to do.
2: Right.
5: It just can't, it can't get stale for the, for the coaches or teachers, you know, where, um, in my previous jobs, it, it got, you know, to the point to where I went in and I was like, oh, I'm doing this again. Like, I'm doing this again. I'm doing this again. Kind of the same way I felt with personal training, um, and, that's not what we want here for our coaches. Um, we want to challenge them we want to push them we want to make them get out of their comfort zone and again it's it's as long as they're developing and growing you know hopefully they won't they won't feel come to that still feeling so yeah. it's uh, all about pushing them.
3: I, I would agree and I really like your approach because like a, the churn of employees in this industry is pretty high right We bring on a coach they stay for like six or so months and then they leave. But the more that we can do to help them see like, hey, this can be a career and give them opportunities to help them grow, the lower that churn rate is going to be. And the longer we're going to keep our employees and the more we can grow and scale our business um, so you have your focus in the right place for sure. Um, Last kind of juicy question that I have for you guys, and it's more of a loaded question. You guys can both kind of answer but... If I were to hand you magic wands right now and I was like, all right, all your dreams and goals for core four elite have come true. You've reached them all. What would that picture look like for you guys?
6: Um,
5: I'll start. start. Um, You know, I mean, honestly, just being humble about it, having 50, you know, 50 super successful core fours where they're all stable, um, you know, staff is happy, the the corporate team is happy and um we're helping people reach their fitness goals and making them healthier mentally and physically you know 50 super successful core force um would uh would would be amazing you know it's it's a dream right now right just talking about even studio number two right even even 10 like 10 core force would be would be an amazing dream and if if you know you told me that i can make that happen right now like hell let's go like i want that right um you know getting to the point of you know some other boutique fitness places that are that are you know hitting the 1500 mark like that's just crazy it's crazy to me right i want to i want a product that that we can control um quality control you know and i can walk in every studio and know half of the members names right that's 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 what gets me up in the morning and gets me pumped is knowing that you know I'm gonna go see Lucy Joe and California but I'm also gonna fly to South Carolina and see you know John right um, it's uh it's all about the people and making relationships and and having you know you know 50 studios would be amazing <laughs> amazing that's just me Riley
4: I mean, you know, it, it, we have the same we have the same goals in that regard. You know, we we talk about hey, there's no reason why we can't there's no reason why we can't have 50 studios. Um, you know, we look at other uh, franchisee models, you know, out there, you know, that are helping people, but we believe, you know, we have a method that can, you know, help more and and help quicker and accelerate uh, people's uh, time to get their results. So our goal is why not? Why not us? Why can't we do that? Um, and, uh, you know, we continue to, you know, get up every day and try to prove concept and make things better. And, and, uh, yeah, I mean, that's our goal. You know, we, uh, we would love to be in every major city, um, you know, in the U S.
3: Yeah. So what do you feel like is super important for you guys to really, really focus on now to make all of that a reality in the future?
4: It's just, you know, just making things, getting everything dialed in. Yeah. Simplifying, simplifying things, scaling things um and then uh just just investing you know in uh you know ourselves and our team and and the things that we you know things that we do well um but yep that's that's our that's our focus here for the next six months is uh getting everything down and on paper and making sure that our sales process you know is dialed in making sure that our New member, you know, process is dialed in. You know, making sure that you know we take member from day one to you know day three sixty five in the same way with every client, and you know, get them the fastest path to their results. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Okay. Well, I think that you guys are definitely going to get there. I mean, in one year, you've accomplished this, so that's huge, right? You have a great mindset you guys have a good understanding of the business piece and that's going to take you places. Where can our listeners go online to find you guys? Like what's your Instagram handle?
5: So our handles core Four elite fitness. So on Instagram, core for elite fitness, you can also search us on Facebook right now. Our website is being built out. So, uh, so look out for that as well.
1: That's, a,
4: that's another thing that, you know, people told us would never work. And we said, they say, you'll never build a gym if you don't have a website. And we said, okay, watch us. And you know, here we are, you know, one year in. We still don't have a website. Um, we simply have a landing page, you know, out there um, where people can find us, you know, on Google. Uh, but our socials, just like Keith is saying, you know, core for elite fitness uh, on Facebook and on Instagram.
3: Okay, perfect. Or well, you
4: can
1: reach
3: personally. Okay, great. Okay. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited I got to have you guys here today, and hopefully our followers will go check out the Instagram page because it's literally amazing. Um, the aesthetic, uh, y- you guys can't see them here, but they're they have this purple background, and when you go onto their page, the aesthetic is like spot on. So just go check it out, guys. Thank you for both of you for being here, listeners. Thank you guys for tuning in. Don't forget if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast. Fill out the link in the description and our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Jim Lords out.
0: Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors.
7: What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Nick from Day and Night Boxing in Kearney, Missouri. What's up, Nick, how are you today?
6: Good, good morning, thanks for having me.
7: Absolutely, thank you for taking the time to join us. I appreciate it. All right, so let's waste no time here getting into the details. What is it that made you wanna own your own gym? How did you get started?
6: Uh, boxing has been my passion since I was five years old, since I can remember. Um, it's, I mean, I've, I've played football, I played baseball and stuff, but, um, I've always come back to boxing. I've never just been a big fan. My family's been boxers from my grandpa, my uncle, my dad, and, uh, just been doing it my whole life. It's, uh, and so I went from, I started out, I, I, uh, you know, boxed in the streets, uh, because my mom wouldn't let me, wouldn't take me to a boxing club whenever I was younger. But then we moved up to uh, the country and we found a boxing club when I was like 14. And then I was just off and running after that Uh, Boxed 24 times um, when I was 14 to 15, my eighth grade year, I had 24 fights. I won like all these awards and stuff. It was really great, blah, 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 blah. Went through the whole thing, went went to the army and then um, came back. Long story, we can get into it.
7: All right, awesome. So it was kind of always something that you were passionate about coming. Yeah, in. I was
6: always going to have something to do with boxing. That, yeah. I, I've got, oh, I've got a nine to five. I still have nine to five. I do this basically as a hobby. Um, I haven't made any money at it yet. Um, I've, I just opened in March. So, but I'm having a good time. Um, I've been training people since um, for ten years now. I started a uh, title boxing club. Okay um when that opened up i was like oh there's my in um and i to work with them for four years until they closed and i was happy with that and i never had a dream i mean i dreamt right uh but i never thought i'd have my own boxing club and this just kind of came out in like last year stuff started falling apart at uh where i was training before and i had to go do my own thing it was just time to go do my own thing
7: yeah yeah absolutely And is this something that eventually you would like to make your full-time job if possible, or are you looking to kind of keep it on the side?
6: It's more of a retirement kind of gig. Mm -hmm. Whenever I retire here, I'll probably retire here in 15 years, hopefully. And, And then I can go maybe early retire to that if I'm doing well enough. But if not, I'm just having fun training fighters. I love being around boxing, just... That's all I care about. I'm not in it to make money. I'm in it to help kids, help the community, teach people about boxing. I'm in um, Kansas City, north of Kansas City, and we're the only boxing club um, probably in a 60-mile radius. Okay. It's been a long time since boxing's been in this area, so I'm I'm proud to bring it back.
7: Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Now, as far as your model goes are you doing group classes semi-privates are we doing one-on-ones how does the structure
6: we do all of it we do all of it um the only thing that limits me is my time but i can do one-on-ones we do group classes like title not exactly like titles i do my own thing better music (laughs) (laughs) Um, we do uh sparring competitive classes i my passion is towards obviously the competitive side. I, I like to see people compete, yeah. but I, I, I also love to bring people in that just want to get in shape. I've I've changed a lot of lives doing that too. And met a lot of great people from just people who just, they love boxing. They love to come and punch something after, yes. after being at work all day stuck in an office.
7: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Great stress relief. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, now, as far as the membership goes within the facility, how many members are you currently serving?
6: Currently, I got like 37, um, about 37,
7: yeah. Okay, and um, are you looking to grow that membership?
6: Yeah, I'm I'm about breaking even right now. Yeah. Um, and like I said, uh, um we've only been open a few months. I wasn't expecting uh I need to get some more advertising out. I need to start advertising more still. Mm-hmm. Um it's just a learning process. I've never dreamt of owning my own business. I'm just yeah. shooting from the hip here, you know.
7: Right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, absolutely. But I'm
6: doing what I love and it makes me happy, so that's the main thing.
7: Yes. Yeah, that's huge. And yeah, I mean that's completely normal, especially when we're talking about gyms you know first of all a lot of people never really expected to own a gym and then the Mm -hmm. second side of it is that it's a business you know and yeah there's a lot of things that come along with owning your own business regardless of the type of business but it's a learning curve there's a lot of things that you've got to learn along the way a lot of things that come up that you never really expected along the way as well absolutely Um, so yeah absolutely so now as far as advertising goes right now have you done any type of advertising yet or has it just been kind of
6: so i got a a digital media company uh working for me that has put my stuff out on google business and and i really honestly i don't understand what they do (laughs) they just do what i know that i don't know how to do Mm -hmm. Uh, they put got my google business stuff up uh they putting my stuff on all the search engines and stuff so that I pop up first. That's one thing that I needed to do. We had a grand opening uh, last month that went pretty good. And I've got yard signs that brought in a couple people. Uh, but other than that, I think it's been word of mouth. Uh, a lot of stuff that I put on Facebook uh, has gotten like community pages on Facebook um, has gotten some hits, but I need to reach some more people. That's for sure. Cause yeah, like I said, I'm breaking even now, but I need to get a return on my stuff too that I put into it.
7: Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at, at minimum, right. Like, <laughs> yeah. At minimum.
6: Right. You know, right.
7: You like to do it, but at the same time, it's like you can't work all these hours for free and put your money right in the business all the time and just, you know, doesn't, it only works for so long. Um, No, and I I think
6: once, I think in a couple, two, three years, I'll get cemented in the community and people will know me. I mean, I've got a a good reputation. I grew up here. Um, I'm not some outsider that came from, it just makes sense. It's going to, I have full faith it's going to work. It just takes time.
7: Yeah, absolutely. And how many, how many members do you need to get past the point of breaking even?
6: Well, i like, there's 37 members right now and I'm breaking even. So, but 10 of those members signed up for a three month deal. So I'm not making any money off of them next month. The next two months, I'm not bringing in any money. So I've only got about 27 now or 25 that I'm actually going to charge next month. Right. Uh, And I'm losing some of those coming up too. So I, I like, yeah, that just happened. Like a, um, I left, lost uh, a whole family. Mm-hmm. When that leaves, that's a, that was kind of a big hit, like three or four people, you know, uh, especially at my size that I'm at right now. But dude, my buddy did it and he was like God loving, but he's had some issues. And if he can do it, <laughs> way, I can do it.
7: <laughs> absolutely
6: can do it. Yeah, he had some hard times too. And, and, and everybody, uh, boxing, uh, clubs, they, they, that start out from the ground up, uh, or fit, even fitness facilities, any type, you know, um, if you, if you're not a world gym or some kind of franchise, you're going to have hard times at the beginning, but trying to build that business, trying to build your name, your reputation, nobody knows about you. Mm-hmm. But word of mouth, once you're in there, then word of mouth just takes over, I feel like. What do you think? Does it, I mean, what do you think?
7: I mean, it does to an extent, but word of mouth is just so limited. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like the people that are coming to your gym only know so many people. And then right. of those people, it's like how many of them are interested in fitness? Of them, how many are looking for a new gym? And of those, yeah. people, it's like how many of them want boxing?
6: Yeah, you're, you're right.
7: You know, so. You're really gonna get people, limits, go
6: ahead.
7: I was just going to say, it just really limits the pool of people that you have to pull from, you know, the potential opportunities there. And the other side of it is that it's not trackable or reliable.
1: So, yeah.
7: You know, on a monthly basis, you can't rely on the fact that I'm going to see X amount of people come in off of word of mouth. You know, it's right. like one month, you might get five people. The next month, you might get none. So yeah. It makes it really hard to to scale and kind of get an idea of where you're going on a monthly basis. Yeah. Because you just don't know. You anything. gotta
6: keep your name out there, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, because people forget about you because yeah, word of mouth only carries so far.
7: Right. And then you know, people are always surprised by the fact that there are people that live very close to their facilities within five minutes a lot of the time and just don't know that they're there right like right. when I was in my gym I had been there for over five years and people would come in and they would be like are you guys new
3: yeah
7: like I, I, I've huh. lived in the area forever <laughs> you guys new? like what no yeah and I would always be like we've been here for over five years and it would just like blow their minds because they had no idea that we were even there you know yeah. so that's where a lot of times that advertising comes in you know some type of paid advertising i always like to have i like to say multiple poles in the water as far as advertising goes to push the word out there to as many people as possible but that's where that really helps and that's what helped me was to turn around because i scaled from literally almost closing to a hundred thousand dollars a month within about six months really So yeah so (laughs) It was, and that was the difference, you know, it was just getting the word out there to the right people. Because if you don't have people, consistent, quality people coming in on a monthly basis, it's like, it goes down, you know? Yeah, right. That's one of the most important pieces. And also to know how to do that as a business owner, to know how to reach the right people and to feed the business whenever you need to is huge as well so that you don't have to rely on somebody else all the time or pay somebody else to do it all the time
6: well know? that's the thing is i got i got people that are coming in now that are just kind of tipping their toes in the water and i think joining for a couple months they're maybe mma or whatever but they find an excuse yeah. and then they drop and then they drop out because i don't have a contract either i do like month to month
7: Okay. Yeah, I was gonna and, ask you about
6: that. And I'm trying to be like cool with that, but I don't. I don't know if that's sustainable. Right. Because um, I know people would like to have it like that, but like um, I was talking to um, the the digital media company uh, working for me, uh, and they said that. Uh, what did they say? They said that. Uh, Oh, I forgot my trains on. I'm sorry. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I forgot okay. what they said. Yeah,
7: that's okay. Um, but yeah, the thing with the month to month, it's like the same thing, kind of similar to word of mouth. You know, it's like, it's not trackable.
6: Yeah.
7: And on a month- I remember what
6: she said now. She, she said maybe do like a three month contract so that they they get into a routine of coming. And then once they develop that routine, then they stick around. Right. But if they can get out within a month or two, sometimes they do that. Yeah. Right. I didn't want to do it, but I'm thinking about uh, uh, changing the contract to three months at least.
7: Yeah, absolutely. And that's why, you know, um, you see a lot of gyms. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but doing challenges on the front end. Yeah. Because people aren't afraid to spend money. They're not. They're afraid to commit a lot of the time, especially when they're first coming in and they don't exactly know what they're getting into. They don't, a lot of times they don't want to commit for a year. Are there ways to get them to? Yes. You know, making it really um, evident to them what their goals are, what they came in for, all that good stuff, of course. But there are also ways to get people in the door, get them started, get them uh, into that routine. You know, like you were just saying, people need to get into a routine of coming to the gym on a weekly basis and, you know, making the changes with their fitness, their nutrition. We need to hold them accountable a lot of the time. And if you can get them in the door on a shorter term program on the front end, you know, whether that be six weeks, eight weeks, even 12 weeks on the front end, they can see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, yeah. and that is like okay, I can commit to this for six weeks, right? But then once they do, they get into the routine, they start seeing some results, they become a part of the community, and then it's like it makes sense for them to stick around from there, and then they don't have a problem rolling into even a twelve-month membership from there. Yeah, so that tends to work really well. Um, but yeah, it's it's challenging to do month to month, just because you don't know, next month could look entirely different than this month
3: looks. Right.
7: And it's- Yeah, there's
6: no forecast, huh? No. Yeah.
7: Right. It's really hard to grow a business and have that reliable income on a monthly basis when, you know, you just don't know.
6: Yeah. You got a forecast. You have to.
7: Right. So- Thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> I, there's a lot of a lot of gym owners who want to do month to month because they want to serve their clients in that way. Because a lot of people have been burned by contracts that they couldn't get out of, or have had bad experiences, or whatever. But it's like at the end of the day, you're in control of that, right? You're not going to burn people.
6: Mm-hmm. So right
7: what what difference does it make right and and we all know in the fitness industry that people have to commit to something whether it be with you or with somebody else they have to commit to something in order to see results
0: mm-hmm.
6: for
7: an extended period of time you know a couple of weeks isn't going to do it we know that this is a lifestyle it's not something that you can just do here and there and you know get right. the results that you're looking for and hop from gym to gym and it doesn't work you know so if you're really wanting to help people having them commit
6: having them yeah yeah really, is the best thing you can do for them
7: exactly exactly yeah. so it's just sometimes just a little like a, a perspective shift you know it's like are you really helping them if they're not showing up to your gym right no <laughs> so good
1: points yeah you no
7: know? um yep. So a lot of times I think people get wrapped up in that and not wanting to like screw people over essentially, but it's like at the end of the day, nobody tells you, you have to screw people over, right? You don't have to be like those other gyms and people will realize that you're not, you know, and, and just kind of breaking through that, um, that idea that people are so caught up on, on contracts because they've been burned before or whatever. It's like, doesn't, it doesn't have to be that way. Um, Yeah. And from a business standpoint, it's like, uh, who wants to have that stress on a monthly basis, especially, you know, when you're first starting out of not knowing exactly what's coming in on a monthly basis. It's so hard to plan if you need to buy new equipment or, you know, you're looking to get into advertising and try to get the word out there. But it's like, you don't know how much you can spend because you don't know how much you're going to be getting next month. You know, right. uh, makes a lot of things very challenging. So I'm a huge, huge fan of contracts.
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I think I'm gonna uh, switch that over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll make that change. I
7: used to, I used to always call it um, agreements, so it sounds a little less harsh. You know. Yeah, right. Um,
1: yeah,
7: it, it's huge. I always had a six month or a twelve month. Oh yeah. So that was. Um, the only the only options um so yeah um all right now as far as i was like to call uh uh i'd like to ask rather about a big picture goal for you i like to call it a unicorn goal like perfect world perfect situation goal for the business what does that look like for you
6: uh just growing this one uh um location that i'm out at right now uh, as big as possible I want to I'm not interested I don't have any dreams of expanding or open up another gym I'm not interested in that um, I want national champions at the amateur level I would love to uh, get into pro uh, boxing if if but if that doesn't work uh, so be it um, I'm more interested in, like, helping the kids and just keeping it low-key. Uh, and if something huge comes out of it through pro boxing or something, then so be it. But other than that, staying local, low-key, um, uh, and maybe someday retiring, and then this is all I do is coach boxing every day, all day. Being the old guy at the gym yeah, that's been there for twenty years, and then retire, and then die, and have a tin bell salute to
7: me—that's <laughs> my dream. Yeah, there you go. That's—I mean—that's definitely possible to to make this kind of your retirement plan, essentially. You know, and yeah, able to do this once you once you do retire. So right. Yeah,
6: way. I'm excited, man. It's a it's a dream come true for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like three miles from my house. The gym is too. So it's just mm-hmm. right down the street, which is good because I forget stuff at the house all the time, <laughs> running back and forth. It's crazy. Yep.
7: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, now, before we start to wrap up, one thing I always love to ask every gym owner that I speak with is if you could provide a piece of advice to somebody who is considering opening their own facility kind of doing their own thing going their own way what would that be what's one of the most important things that you've learned to this point in owning your own gym
6: put your heart into it Uh, um, if your heart's not into it it's not going to work and listen to your members Uh, it's their gym so you take advice don't try to be head honcho and think you know everything listen to the members
7: yes ego is a big thing that gets in the way. A lot of the time.
6: Yeah. You know? Yeah.
7: It's like a, a lot of times we start a gym, we kind of think we know exactly what we're going to do and that's the only way, you know, and it's right. like, we, a lot of times don't want to hear any, any other way from anybody no, else. No, cause we're
6: always learning everybody. We're yeah. teachers. And to teach well is we got to keep learning too. We got to keep it, uh, adapting our style. You cannot be set in, in one certain way. And you don't have to do it exactly the way somebody else did it. You can put your own twist to it. Yes. And then that's where your imagination comes in. And that's where it becomes fun. I love just coming up with stuff.
7: Yeah, absolutely. And it's important to keep in mind too that, you know, you're not your ideal client a lot of the times, right? It's like you are not the type of person a lot of times that you're trying to bring into the gym. So a lot of times the things that maybe we want to do don't always work the best for the people that we're serving. So that's definitely an important piece to keep in mind. All right. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media?
6: Uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Day and Night Boxing Club. Uh, That's D-A-Y-A-N. And then Night, K-N-I-G-H-T, Day and Night Boxing Club, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I've got my daughter doing TikTok videos for me. <laughs> there um, you go. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that's about it for social media. No Twitter or nothing.
7: Okay. All right. Pretty pretty straightforward there. Yeah, TikTok is up and coming as far as the uh, newest advertising platform. So it's good to hear on that.
6: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
7: Awesome. All righty. So Nick from day and night boxing club in Kearney, Missouri. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been so great having you on the show.
6: Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
7: Absolutely. To all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we'll catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out.